Well, come on, Go Church. What an honor it is to be live streamed right into your home today. Thank you for the opportunity to allow me to bring the message. As a matter of fact, whatever platform you're watching from, I'm gonna give you some love today. So to all of our Facebook family, come on, light up the comment section. Thanks for tuning in through Facebook. If you're watching on our website at mygochurch.com live. Thank you for tuning in there. Maybe you're watching from the app. Listen, wherever you're watching from and whoever you are, we're so excited to be able to connect with you today. And uh, you're here on a great day. You're tuning in on a great day. We're in week number one of an annual series that we do, and we call it Ask Away, Ask Away. And here's why I love this series so much. It's because you are driving the content See, every single Easter, we provide an annual Easter survey. And on that survey, you submit all different types of questions and topics and themes for consideration. And I love this series so much because we take all of that data and then we carve out a few weeks to try to tackle as many of those questions or as many of those themes as we possibly can. So today we're gonna kick off Ask Away. And I believe that over the next few weeks, you're really gonna be encouraged. And uh, I believe that through the word of God, your life will be forever changed. Now, let's kick off today. Let's kick off this Sunday the way that we always do by giving honor to the incredibly brave military men and women and all of our awesome first responders. Come on, right now, on the platform that you're watching from, come on, show some love to all of the first responders and also show some love to the brave military men and women. And many of you know that tomorrow, Monday, is Memorial Day, and it is this holiday that we pause to honor all of the men and women who died while serving their country, fighting for our freedom. And, and you've heard this saying before, but freedom really isn't free. And so we say thank you to all of those who have given of themselves so that we can experience freedom. And we say a big God bless you to all of their families as well. I came across this quote by John F. Kennedy the other day, and I thought it was perfect to express our genuine appreciation on this Memorial Day weekend. And the quote says this, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to just utter words, but rather to live by them. Come on, isn't that powerful? So we do, we honor all of the military men and women that are serving currently. And then we say thank you to all of those that have given of themselves. They've died in the battlefield so that we might have this life of freedom here in these United States of America. So thank you. All right, let's jump into week number one. If you're ready for the word today, come on, type out, I'm ready. Come on, let's get a little TD Jakes feeling with this. Come on, type out, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, because I've got a word to share with you today. And here's, here's again why I love the Ask Away series so much. It's because this style of teaching or this style of speaking is really lined up with the style of speaking that Jesus taught with. Here's what I mean. People would oftentimes come up to Jesus and they would present Jesus with a question. And then based off of the question that they posed to Jesus, Jesus would give a short parable or he would pause and give a sermon or a message. And that's what this Ask Away series really does. You've submitted the questions and we're going to take some time to jump in and to answer as many of the questions or tackle as many of the topics as we can. And so today, I'm gonna try to answer two questions for you, two questions over the next 25 minutes or so. And the first question, if I'm being honest, and I always try to be honest, it wasn't actually submitted on the Easter survey. It is a question, however, 
that many of you are asking and many of you are wondering. We get phone calls and emails and, and messages on social media all the time with this question. And here's the first question of the day. When will we open up the doors of Go Church again? Come on, somebody. If you're excited to get back with your brothers and sisters at Go Church, if you're ready to see your family, your church family, let us know today because I'm ready to see all of you. And, and I want to say a couple of things before I answer this question directly. Number one, I want to say this. While over the last two months the church building has been closed, the church has never been shut down. Come on, give me a good amen right there. Go Church has not been closed during the coronavirus. Now more than ever, we have let the, the light of Jesus shine in our communities, and, and I'm so honored to pastor this church. And so I know the building has been closed, and we've not been able to, to get together and to see one another, but, but the message of Jesus has kept moving forward. The other thing I want to say is this. It's been such a fluid situation. There, there's been so many uncertainties along the way, and we've tried to make sure that we've embraced every change and every challenge with great wisdom and, and with great prayer. And so I thank you for your patience. And not only do I thank you for your patience, but I thank you for your prayers because we have felt every single prayer that you have prayed. And, and I know we're not out of the woods just yet, but I'm so thankful that many states, as they're beginning to re-enter their economy and reopen their economy, that numbers across the board are trending downward. And for that, we can shout a big hallelujah. Come on, thank you, Jesus, for his hand of protection. And so here's what I wanna do. I wanna, I wanna give you our June plan, our June plan. And the reason I'm just gonna lay out the month of June, again, is because this whole situation is very fluid. So I'm gonna give you a few weeks for you to look at as you look at your calendar and as you continue to pray and all of those things. I just wanna look at the month of June together. And let's start with our Germantown, Maryland campus. And the reason I wanna start there is because state to state, city to city, county to county, this whole uh, crisis has, has impacted each place differently. And so while the majority of the state of Maryland is reopening their economy, two counties in particular are still considered to be shelter in place. That's PG County or Prince George County, and then also Montgomery County. And most of you know that Germantown, where our campus is, is located in Montgomery County, Maryland. So unfortunately, as long as you are in a shelter in place, we still have to remain with our online only format. I'm praying and believing that in the weeks to come, as the numbers get better, and as uh, you know, we just see God's hand of healing stay upon us, that you'll get to be connected with your church family really, really soon. But Germantown family, which by the way, everybody show some love real quick to all our Germantown family, all our Germantown staff. Come on, we love you guys and we're so proud of you. But just so you know, for the month of June, you're gonna remain with our online only format. And I'm gonna keep you updated, you know, as the weeks progress with what reentry for our Go Church Germantown campus would look like. Now, let's talk about our South Metro Atlanta campus. This is our broadcast campus and where this message is coming from today. And I want you to see this and don't worry, it's gonna be a lot of information I'll give you over the next five minutes, but you're gonna get a ton of emails and social media posts and all kinds of different information coming your way so that you don't miss anything important that you need to know. 
But here's what's happening again for the month of June at our South Metro Atlanta campus, Germantown, you're online only for the month of June, but South Metro, because of how, how the numbers are trending downward in the state of Georgia, and because of the uh, lifted restrictions by our governor, here's what we're gonna do beginning the first week in the month of June, we're gonna, we're gonna add a gathering, a Thursday night gathering at seven o'clock in the month of June, we're also gonna have our normal Sunday morning gatherings of 8, 9.45, and 11.30. Now, I want you to see how I'm, I'm moving down this list because this is important. Each one of these gatherings will only have 200 tickets available. And I know you understand why. We wanna practice social distancing. And so we've done math and uh, calculations on our auditorium size at our South Metro Atlanta campus, and we can accommodate 200 people per gathering. So again, on Thursday night, beginning in June, and then each gathering on Sunday morning, you got 200 tickets. I need you to RSVP for the tickets so that we can maintain that 200 number threshold and we practice social distancing. You can get your ticket at mygochurch.com or if you're one of the well-advanced individuals and you've downloaded our incredible Go Church app, you can also RSVP how many tickets you need on the Go Church app. And then every Monday, the Monday that kicks off the week leading into the weekend gatherings, those tickets will be available for the Thursday night gathering and each Sunday morning gathering. So I hope that makes sense. If there's any confusion, you can contact the church office or once this live stream is done, you can rewind and rewatch, okay? That's our South Metro Atlanta campus. Now, if you do the math, adding a Thursday night alone does not accommodate the size of our South Metro Atlanta campus. So here's what we're gonna do for the month of June. We're also gonna add what we're calling a pop-up campus. And we're calling it the Noonan Pop-Up Campus. That's gonna happen each Sunday at 9.45 and 11.30 a.m. We've rented the train depot in the downtown Noonan area. Many of you are familiar with that right across the railroad tracks as you go into downtown Noonan. That space is even smaller. It can only accommodate 60 tickets for each gathering. So if you want an even smaller space to worship, but you still wanna be connected to your church family, this might be a great location and option for you. Again, the way that you RSVP tickets for this location is the same for our South Metro Atlanta campus. You're gonna go online each Monday, those tickets become available, and then you can RSVP on the app as well. Now, just so you know, and I think you understand this, but there is no cost, there is no fee to attend a gathering. We just need you to, to download the free ticket or RSVP rather for the free ticket so we can know how many people are coming and practice the social distancing guidelines. All right, a few things. This could be pages of check marks here. I'm just gonna highlight a few of them. Again, we're gonna give you a ton of information moving forward. We're gonna practice social distancing at all of our locations. We're not gonna offer any kids or youth environments or activities in the month of June. However, we welcome your children and we welcome uh, your youth to come and to participate in worship with you during our gatherings. You can even feel free to bring your iPad and some headphones to help keep your children entertained if that helps them. We'll also be providing kids activity bags so that they can stay engaged and have a lesson of their own during the gathering. Our facilities, listen, they are already sanitized, but they're gonna be like uber sanitized. We're sanitizing them with disinfectant and we're also sanitizing them with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. So it's gonna be clean, clean, clean. Uh, we wanna give you options. That's why we've added gathering times. That's why we've added the pop-up campus. And then this is a big one. 
Please listen to me. Listen to the heart of your pastor. Please do not attend if you don't feel safe. This is why we're giving you options. Our online live stream is not going away, so you can still watch from home if that is your preference, and there is no judgment to do that at all. So if you don't feel safe, please, please stay home. And this is even more important to me. If you feel sick at all, if you feel sick at all, please stay away. Come on and give me a good amen right there. Like, amen, stay home if you don't feel well. All of our volunteers are gonna be in, in, in really cool Go Church custom mask and we're gonna wear gloves. The place is gonna be clean. But if you're not ready for reentry, we're gonna still bring the message of Jesus Christ right into your home. And then I said this earlier, all this information and so much more will be sent to you in the next few days through email and social media. So I really need you to stay connected, all right? Stay connected so that you're in the know and you're in the loop with all of the great things. But do this for me. If you're excited to come back to church, come on now. If you're excited to be back in the house of God, light up the comments section and uh, let us know. And then hopefully, Lord willing, in a couple of Sundays, we'll see many of you right here at Go Church at our South Metro Atlanta campus and then at this really cool opportunity, this Noonan pop-up campus. So, all right, that was question number one. I spent a lot of time, but I wanna give you a message today because the Lord has put a word in my heart. Here, here is the second question for today. And before I show it to you, I want you to know that in that annual Easter survey that many of you submitted and completed, this question or this theme or this topic was the number one requested topic or theme or question of all of the other ones. And I want you to see it, it's this right here. How do I get out of a spiritual rut? Come on church, how do I get out of a spiritual rut? Now before I give you some practical things to consider, I'd like to bring some clarity to what a rut is and maybe even provide for you a definition of what a rut is. So if you go on Google, or you go to Webster's Dictionary, good old Webster's gonna define a rut as this, a long, deep track that's made by repeated passage of the wheels of a vehicle. And you can get a visual of that, right? So, so a vehicle kind of sinks down into the mud or into the dirt and it creates a rut. But here's the truth. Whenever we talk about being in a rut, usually we don't mean an actual literal rut. No, what we're talking about when we say that we're stuck in a rut or stuck in a spiritual rut, we mean this, that our life has become boring, that our life has become stale, that our life has become monotonous. And so now we are in, in a rut. And I know the question was, how do I get out of a spiritual rut? But there are other kinds of ruts that you and I can find ourselves in. Again, in almost every area of our life, whenever life becomes boring, whenever life becomes stale, whenever life becomes the same old, same old routine, it's easy for us to get into a rut. Let me give you a few different types of ruts, and I hope that you're taking some notes today. There, there is the personal rut. I'm gonna be honest with you, I've, I've been here before, probably more times than I would like to admit. The personal rut is how you view yourself, how you view yourself internally and, and even how you view yourself externally. Come on, now, I've added a few pounds during the uh, coronavirus crisis and you can get caught in a personal rut when you don't like what you see in the mirror and who's looking back at you. 
A personal rut is, is being unhappy with, with who you are or, or you can't get past some of the bad choices that you've made in your life or, or you're just constantly stuck in the past. Uh, being in a personal rut could, could mean that you're miserable at your current job or you've hated the career path that you've chosen. I think most of you watching knows what it's like to be in a personal rut. Here's a different type of rut. There's the personal rut and then there's the mental and emotional rut. Let me, let me give you some symptoms of being in a mental and an emotional rut. This, this for me is, it's a lack of, of motivation. Maybe if you're caught up in this type of rut, you're always exhausted or you constantly feel increased anxiety or you begin to struggle with panic attacks. And I don't know who's watching that has dealt with or is dealing with panic attacks, but they can become paralyzing, right? If you're stuck in a mental and emotional rut, there is this sense of hopelessness that begins to kind of suffocate you. You can also become very numb at life and even battle some forms of depression. Another way to, to identify or to consider a symptom of a mental or emotional rut is recognizing that you're unable to manage your emotions. Let me tell you what I'm learning about emotional health. What I'm learning about emotional health is this, is that being emotionally healthy doesn't mean that I'm always happy. Are you listening to me? Because for somebody listening, this is gonna be very liberating. Emotional health doesn't mean that you're always happy. Being emotional healthy or emotionally healthy just means that you're able to control your emotions whether you experience something positive or negative. Let me give you a couple different types of rut. The, the personal rut, the mental and emotional rut. Then there's the relational rut. Uh, this could look like, you know, how it affects your marriage. Uh, for some of you watching today, you and your spouse pardon the grammar, but y'all ain't on the same page right now. And your marriage is stuck in a marital rut. Uh, you, don't, you don't seem to get one another and you're not connected to one another. And it feels like your marriage is just kind of going through the motions, if you will. Uh, for some of you, you're in this marital rut and you know the symptom is the fact that you know there's no intimacy, there, there, there's no passion, there's no flirting, there, there's no dating your spouse anymore. And so your marriage has become stale and become boring and you're stuck in a relational rut. I think about parenting. Come on, many of us parents, we can get stuck in this relational rut. Now, before I give you some symptoms of, of you know, this parental rut, rut, let me just say this, parenting is hard. Parenting was hard before the coronavirus happened and we all got quarantined together. But now parenting has been increased with its challenges. And parenting is just hard. And it seems like whenever you're stuck in this parental rut, it's like you can't, you can't get through to your children or there's a lot of disagreeing going on in the home or you become very impatient or, or you're easily irritated at your kids. Or, or maybe it's this, you know you're in a parental rut because you don't know who you are beyond mom or dad. And then the last kind of relational rut could be focused on friendships. And the symptoms of this would be, you know, you, you, don't, you don't have a lot of friends that are supportive. Or, or here's one, you're always available for your friends, but your friends are never available for you. Come on now, that, that probably stings a little bit to some of you listening and watching because it's the truth. But that truth is what sets you free. 
You're realizing maybe today that the relational rut around friendships is because you're, you're noticing that you're in a different stage of life than your friends. So, so they're off getting married, but you're still living the single life. And so you're just not connecting. So you've got the personal rut, the mental and emotional rut, the relational rut. Here's another one. And this is a big one. How about the generational rut? Now, now this, is, this, this is like a generational curse. So the symptoms of this would be that it could have been your grandparents or your parents that have dealt with or are still dealing with something and they have passed that same generational rut down to you. So maybe it was your grandfather or your grandmother that struggled with depression and now you're struggling with depression because you're caught up in this generational rut. Maybe it was your mom who struggled as an addict of some kind and now you too are struggling with addiction because you're bondage, you're in bondage to this generational rut. Maybe it was your dad who had a bad temper or has a bad temper and you're recognizing that you have the same type of temper and it's because you're in a generational rut. I know this family and, and the dad of this family, the father to this family, and I, I, this may sound funny, but it's true. He's one of the most lazy men that I know. He's never really had a serious job or a decent job. And, and any good job that he tried to get, he didn't keep it very long. Most of the jobs that he worked were just temp jobs, and he never tried to apply himself. He's just really, really lazy. And, and now, now he's got a son. And, and guess what type of work ethic his son has? The son is lazier than the father, which I didn't even think was possible, y'all, but it is. This, this son is lazier than the laziest guy that I know. It makes me think of this saying that I heard years ago, that what the father does in moderation, his sons will do in excess. And see, we get caught up in this generational rut at times, and maybe you're watching today, and, and, it, and it sounded something like this. You'll be just like your father or you're just like your mother. And so you're caught up in this generational rut. And then let me come full circle because you've got the personal rut, the mental and emotional rut, the relational rut, the generational rut, and then you have the spiritual rut. And this was really what the question was centered around. How do I get out of this spiritual rut. And basically, you know you're in a spiritual rut. Here's the symptoms. When you're just going through the motions of Christianity, when praying and reading your Bible, that's just religious obligation. There, there's no genuineness there. There's no, there's no passion there. There's no intimacy with God there. A symptom of a spiritual rut is you feel like God is a million miles away from you. And, and every time you pray, you, you, you say to yourself, God, you're not listening to me anyway. You're just kind of going through the motions. You, you, know, you know you're in a spiritual rut when, when we were meeting in person for church and you complained about your church and now we're only meeting online for church and you're still complaining about your church. Come on, that's a rut. You're stuck in a spiritual rut. And I want to help you today. And, and these, these practical advices that I'm going to give you, this practical advice that I'm going to submit to you this morning is what has helped me whenever I've found myself in any one of these areas of being stuck in a rut, not just the area of a spiritual rut that, that many of you may be experiencing, especially because of the, of the pandemic at hand, but 
In any one of these areas, I think the things that I'm gonna share with you can really set you free. And I pray that today that you feel freedom. As a matter of fact, through the authority in the name of Jesus, I speak freedom. I speak freedom into your heart and I speak freedom into your home. I, I, I speak life for every person watching today. Come on, church, somebody receive that by faith. Right into your laptop, right into your smart TV, right into your living room. I speak freedom today and that you get boldness and you get a determination in your heart to get out of the personal rut, to get out of the emotional rut, to get out of the relational rut, to break free from the generational rut and to get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that you can get out of that spiritual rut and that you're not doing things for God because you wanna check them off your religious to-do list, no, but you're doing things for God because you recognize that God first loved you. I wish I had somebody helping me preach today. Come on now, let me give you some thoughts. Write them down. Here's the first one, you ready? You'll, you'll never get out of a rut by chance. You can only get out of a rut by change. Y'all not gonna help me, I'm gonna say it again. You'll never get out of a rut by chance. The only way to get out of a rut is by change. To quote Albert Einstein, he always said it this way, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. And now this thought isn't gonna be on the television for you, but I think it'll speak some, some truth into your situation, into the rut of your life, if you, if you don't make some necessary changes, if you don't determine in your heart to make some necessary changes, that rut will become your grave. Did you hear me? The enemy would love for the rut that you're in to become the grave. And it doesn't have to be, but the only way to get out of the rut is not by chance. The only way to get out is through change. So, again, this may seem very elementary and, and very basic, but if you're in a personal rut, I mean, are, are, are you desiring to, are you exercising? I mean, if you're, if you're in a marital rut, are, are you seeing a counselor? If you're in a spiritual rut, are you praying and, and reading your Bible? Here, here's the thought. What are you doing differently to get a different result? Because if you keep doing the same thing you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. James, the brother of Jesus, says it like this in James chapter 2, one verse of Scripture. He says, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, okay, so also faith without works is dead. Let's read that together on three, the highlighted yellow phrase. You ready? One, two, three. Faith without works is dead. I'm going to say something and it may challenge your theology, and I think that's okay. You need faith to get out of the rut, right? But here it is. But you actually need more than just faith. You need a plan. You need, you need action steps. You, you need accountability. You need to know what to do next. I think everybody watching today has, has faith, has some type of faith but you need more than just faith. Faith without works is dead. You, you've got all the faith to get out of the rut. What, what you don't have is the work and you need a plan because the only way to get out of the rut is not by chance, it's by change. And listen to me, lean in. It takes work. It takes massive amounts of work to change. 
So you have to be ready to work for the change that you want. Okay, that's number one. Here's number two. Let me give you the second thought. So not only can you not chance your way out of a rut, you have to change your way out of a rut, but here's the second thing. Ruts are never formed on a solid foundation. Come on now, that's so good. I, I have never seen in my lifetime a vehicle stuck in a rut on formed concrete, and you haven't either. No, most of the time vehicles, they get stuck in a rut because of the foundation that they're on. So they get stuck in the rut of snow or they get stuck in the rut of, of mud. And here's why, it's because those tires have no solid foundation. And the harder they try to get out, the deeper they bury themselves or dig themselves into that rut. And it's true for your personal life and it's true for your spiritual life as well. If if you are standing on the wrong foundation, are you listening to me? If you have built your life on the wrong foundation, if you have built your home on the wrong foundation, if you, if you have built your marriage or your business on the wrong foundation, then, then listen to me for a moment. You cannot be surprised by the constant ruts that you find yourself in. Because as long as you're standing on the wrong foundation, you will get caught up in the ruts of life. Are you hearing me? But what, but what if there was a better foundation? Come on. What, what if there was a more solid foundation that you could build your home on and your marriage on and your business on and your ministry on? If you're building your foundation on the things of this world, then the ruts will always be a constant in your life. But if you build your house, if you build your home on the things of Jesus, on the rock of Jesus Christ, then I think you'll experience far less ruts than previously. I think about these few verses in Matthew chapter number seven. Hang in there for a few more moments before you log off because we're almost done. But let me give you these few verses here. Matthew chapter seven Jesus responds to this question and he says this, he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man, come on, who built his house on the rock. Everybody say rock or type in the word rock because Jesus is the rock, come on. Verse 25, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. But watch this but it what did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're helping me today. It was founded on the rock. Now watch verse 26. And then he says, and everyone who hears these words of mine and chooses not to do them, well, you'll be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And watch what happened though. The rain fell, the floods came, the, the winds blew and beat against that house and watch, and it fell, it fell, it collapsed, and great was the fall of it. See, the difference between these two builders was not necessarily knowledge and ignorance. No, no, no. The difference between these two builders was obedience and disobedience. I want to tell you this. Ruts are never formed on solid foundation. And the moment that you begin to build your life on the rock of Jesus Christ, the moment Jesus said, 
Anyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like the wise man. Now I'm not Jesus, but I am the mouthpiece today and I'm speaking into your home and into your heart and you've heard the truth and the truth is stop building your life on sinking sand. That's how you get caught up in the rut, but begin to build your life on Jesus Christ, the rock, the rock of Jesus. And you won't experience the constant ruts that you've been experiencing. Let me give you one final thought today and then I'll pray for you. It's really easy to get in a rut alone, isn't it? But here's what I've learned. It's nearly impossible to get out by yourself. And we've all been there, right? I mean, I think uh, this whole COVID-19 crisis has created spiritual ruts for us and personal ruts and relational ruts. I mean, we've, th this, this whole pandemic has elevated anxiety and and why are, why are we feeling that way? Why are we so anxious right now and people so unsure? It's because we were never created for isolation. God never wired for us to be alone. As a matter of fact, when he made mankind, he said this, and these words are recorded in Genesis. He made man, and then he said, it is not good for man to be made alone. It's not good for man to be alone. See, we need each other. We need each other. We need encouragement and we need accountability. And, and I, I need people to pray for me when I can't pray for me. I, I, JC, and maybe you can testify to this. I can get in the rut by myself. I'm, I'm just dumb enough to get in a rut by myself, but I have a really hard time getting my way out alone. I need you. We need each other. We were created to do life together to build each other up and to help each other out. Some of my favorite verses comes out of the book of Ecclesiastes and, and it brings this whole point home so clearly. The Bible says this, two are better than one. Come on, every single person watching this live stream said, amen, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And I like this. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You know, I, I think I can say this this way without taking this verse out of context. Let me say it to you like this. If anybody finds themselves in a rut, right? If they find themselves in a rut, but they've got someone there, that person can help them get up out of that rut. See, the reason that you feel so stuck is because you feel alone. God didn't create you to do life alone. Come on now. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Look at verse number 11. I'm gonna give you two more verses. Also, if, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? In verse 12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And I love this because think about this. Think about a vehicle being stuck in a rut and you try to pull it out with just some string. The string isn't strong enough and it'll pop and it'll break. But if you get a three-stranded cord, now it's not easily broken. Come on. And when we are together, we can help each other get up out of the rut that we put ourselves in all by ourselves. Come on, church. Hear my heart today. It's easy to get in that rut alone, but it's nearly impossible to get out by yourself. I'm going to give you a closing question. I always like to close with a thought, and here it is. Because again, you decide. 
You, you decide. The difference between those two builders we read about a moment ago was not knowledge and ignorance. It was obedience and disobedience. So you decide, will you take up residence in the rut or are you ready to do whatever it takes to move out? Are you gonna take up residence? Is the rut your new address? Or are you ready today to pack up your bags and to move out of that rut and to move into the life that God has destined for you to live, a life of hope, a life of purpose, a life of meaning. You don't have to stay where you are. And I wanna tell you this, this church, your church, watch, even if you're watching the live stream, you're not, you're, you don't even know about Go Church. It was just shared and, and the Facebook algorithm popped it up on your newsfeed. Listen to me, we're here for you. You don't have to do life alone and you don't have to be in this rut alone. I'd love for our team to connect with you. And if you're ready today to say, look, I'm ready to move out of this rut that I've been living in and I'm ready to commit my life to Jesus Christ to really go all in with God and to give him everything I've got. Here's all you have to do. Thank God for technology. We live in a tech world. You can take out your cell phone right now and text the word commit to 84576 and somebody from our team is gonna to respond to you and they're gonna help you with the next steps that you need to get out of the rut that you're living in because you don't have to live in that rut any longer. Jesus, I speak life over every person watching today. I speak hope and encouragement. Somebody watching this live stream today, they've been battling depression and even considered suicide, but I speak this over their heart and over their mind today. You will not die. You will live, you will live. Today is the day that the Lord has made and he's given you a choice and you can choose, you can choose to live and to recognize that as you make some changes, we'll be right there with you to help you overcome every challenge and every rut that you've experienced. Because on the other side, there is great hope and there is great victory. So I pray that these words shared today have brought encouragement and they've brought life. And I pray somebody watching would commit their heart to Jesus. The greatest decision I ever made was giving you my heart, Lord. When I said yes to you, oh God, who was so rich in love and mercy, reached that hand down and pulled me right out of that rut. And you put my feet on a solid ground. Come on, and I want, I want those watching today to get to experience that same type of grace and that same type of mercy. So we love you, Jesus. And we love, we love what you're doing in our hearts, even in the middle of all of this. We know that you're speaking. And so we lean in and we listen. So speak now before we log off this live stream. Speak now, Holy Spirit. And may somebody respond to saying yes to you, packing up their bags and making the decision to move out of the rut that they've been living in. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and go church.